Welcome to Phone Sex with Lily Show, where talent in front and behind the camera is showcased and explored. As you can imagine, there are a lot of characters and personalities in this industry. Listen as they share their stories. But first, grab your lube and get comfortable because the guests will unknowingly be subjected to phone sex with a porn star, webcam model, and your host, Lily Craven. Hello. Good afternoon. What are you doing today? What I'm doing every day, working, writing. Ooh. Writing or writing? Writing. Oh. I'll leave the writing to you. <laughs> How did you know I like to write? Well, I really can't go there right now because it's the middle of the day. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is. But I do know. <laughs> right. That I write and you write. I write. Once in a while, I ride. Do you um, write anything interesting? Well, I mean, other than love letters to uh, unrequited loves. Ooh, what does that mean? That means I send them and they don't send anything back. Oh, that's kind of sad. I'm a a lonely guy. Is that like like writing to a bot? Well, it's like writing to nobody. It's like writing to Santa at the North Pole. You know it's not really going anywhere. Yeah. Well, I used to think it was going somewhere. Well, we all thought it was going somewhere. And I thought this was going somewhere, but it's not. It was. But but if if you write, you might as well just burn it then. But you think... But I send it. I I use mail. I'm old school. (laughs) So you you lick it, stamp it. Oh, I always lick it. (laughs) Send. I like to lick it. He likes to lick it. The stamp. So you like to write and lick. The envelope. And be old school. Old school. <laughs> the envelope, for sure. <laughs> and inside, what, what what might it say? Well, I mean, it depends on who I send it to. Like, if I was sending you a letter, I would say something like, um, when are you going to come back to uh, my city? Oh. And if are I Are we going to hook up? <laughs> if I said, I'm here right now. Well, then I would say there's no excuse for not hooking up. Oh, uh, there, there, there really isn't, huh? No, there's not an excuse. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my, my, my. Well, <laughs> you're watching Phone Sex with Lily Show, and I am here today with an extra special guest, writer. He's a writer. He's a director. You're a producer. It's anything that you're not. He is an award-winning everything. He's the jack of all trades. It's Will Ryder. Master, master of none. <laughs> master of everything. Well, you know. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. I mean, it's yes. good to see you. I haven't seen you for a, a, a couple of years. Yes, it has been the yeah. pandemic. That pandemic wrecked everything. Yeah, I know. Well, did it wreck it for you? Yeah, of course it did. Like, what, what, what do you think went down from there? Well, I mean, we, you know, as far as production was concerned, we were stopped. Yeah, we just halted, dead in the water. Dead right? in the water. Um, I even thought of getting a dog. Oh, don't do that. But I just decided. you're going to like it. No, I just decided to, to date an ugly girl instead. <laughs> One of the ones that came over during Some the pandemic. Some girl that came up from uh, from uh, Las Vegas. She was lost. <laughs> I opened my house to her. But, but okay, so so you dated the ugly girls in the pandemic, and but that's because she's a rule breaker. Well, I, I like to break the rules every once in a while, but you know, I mean, it's it's you know what I do. You know, my the two careers I've had have been both fairly regimented, both fun, mm-hmm. both wild as fuck, but fairly regimented. You know, yeah. I, I was in the music business for 20 years before I got into this business. Yes. And that's a whole different 
different story, but they're very similar. The, the, the adult entertainment business, very similar to the music business. You think? Yeah. And what, what, what's some, well, I mean, you, 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 you put all this effort into making something, creating something like I create feature movies. I don't do scenes. I don't do small stuff. I do big feature movies and you put all this effort, just like if you were a musician and you put all this effort into writing and producing a song and then you throw it out to the wind and see who likes it. And they might not good, like it. Good point. Both sides, both businesses, music business and the, um, the production business in film. You, you know, you, you, you could spend tons of money. Look at, look at Hollywood blockbusters. Look what just happened to uh, that movie Bros. Thank did, God I don't watch movies. Well, do you know, but... <laughs> well, do you know bro, Bros? I, I went to watch it because the movie that we just did together uh-huh. was about three-way marriage. It was oh, a comedy. I kind of twisted it quite a bit, but it was about three-way marriage. And so I saw the advertisement for for Bros. Uh, I knew it was a, you know some gay thing, but I figured they, in the trailer they talked about throuples. So I figured oh. I better go there. Maybe I can steal some things here and there. You know. Yeah. So I went to this theater in uh, downtown LA, and there's 15, 16, or seventeen other men in the theater, and I'm in the back row it's and I'm watching this movie. Men. Well. Let me tell you, after I, I left the movie, I, I, I ate a hot dog and a Coke and, a, and I was, I had to take a bathroom break. At the end. Yeah. And I walk in the bathroom and there's 17 men. Everybody from the theater was in that bathroom. Hallelujah. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not homophobic, but it was kind of a, a, a bizarre thing to see these, all these older bald men yeah. in the bathroom. And I'm like, you know, zipping up and zipping down, zipping down <laughs> yeah. and zipping up as fast as possible to get out of there. Yeah. I need, well, here we have a, oh, hello, Sergeant. Did you need to say something about Sergeant? Uh, <laughs> Sarge. So you mentioned um, the movie we worked on. You want to tell us a little bit yeah, about well, that? What happened is I got the call from Adam and Eve and, and usually what happens when I make movies for Adam and Eve, the goal is to get the movie on Showtime. That's the goal. Oh, nice. And they use the softcore version. We shoot a softcore version also. So the goal is to, to film something for Showtime. So our movies tend to be more like something you would see on Amazon, you know, video or Netflix or something mm-hmm. of that nature. The production quality is very extensive. So they called me up and they just threw out an idea, which they never do. I usually come up with all the ideas. So they said, we want to, we want you to do a movie about throuples. Uh-huh. And I said, what the fuck is a throuple? Yes. I had never heard the term before. I did. Well, it's, it's a couple with an extra, you know, relationship. So it's three people. And uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't overly excited about that idea. You know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, I said to them, I said, well, what's the story? They go, well, you have to figure that out. And I said, all right. So I tend to make things really zany and it was, a, it's a romantic comedy. It's funny. But it turned out to be a little bit more zany and a little bit more uh, uh, sophomoric than probably what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, you know, I, I, I write what I write and I try to write a funny thing. So what, what happened with you is, oh, we got to, we got the dog. Uh, the dog is uh, making a squeaky toy noise. So I, I thought, I thought I need a character. I need a character that can play uh, uh, a woman who's the mother of the male character. So the mother-in-law to the, the lead actress played by Vanna Bardot. Yeah. And I, all of a sudden you popped into my head. <laughs> yes, because I do mother-in-law all well, the time. But Mom, I, but, but I, I don't know, <laughs> but I, you know, we made this character really fucked up. Yes. I mean, in a wheelchair, oxygen, smoking, beer. drinking beer all day long. So we, we, you know, you know, and I, and I was worried at first. I was like, is she going to be offended if I ask her to play this fucked up, completely fucked up character? Nope. And, and, and well, that's what I like about an actress. That's a real actress. I like the fact that if they can 
just come to terms with the character. I, I've put Misty Stone, who's a big porn actress, yes. into many situations over the years where she is playing just completely fucked up characters. My last movie I did, which we just finished, Love, Sex, and Music, uh, I have her playing a, a dying sister um, oh, yes. with, with, with cancer. And I, 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 you know, that doesn't sound very, very good. It's not a comedy, it's a drama. But Adam and Eve said to me, can you, because I wanted to put her in a wheelchair too. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just really wanted to fuck her up so bad. I wanted to, I, and so Misty is wearing a house coat and a, and a, and a, a shower cap and no makeup. And she is just toe up. Uh-huh. And, and for <laughs> Misty Stone to do that, because she's the lovely Misty Stone and yes. she's very glamorous. Very. <laughs> for her to do that. But she trusts me. She's trusted me for 15 years. Yes. And so we put her in this role. And then Adam and Eve uh, calls me up and says, um, yeah, we were looking at the script and we really um, love the script, but we don't want, can you, can you lose the wheelchair? And, and they're and, like, and, no. and, and, and can you not make her have cancer? And I said, no, you, you get one or the other. Which one? And they go, okay, we'll take the cancer. Oh my gosh. So, and I'm not making fun of cancer because, you know, I've had friends that have had cancer. No, what I was doing is just creating everyday situations that real people yes. are in. Because, you know, you know, porn has a, a habit of either dehumanizing everybody or sensationalizing it where it's all romance and fantasy and love. Yes. And I tend to want to just really get down to the nitty gritty of what really is going on with humans and it because was humans are disgusting sometimes they're dirty they're filthy and uh, if if you remember what the, what you know of course you remember you were just in it for, for the other day but the uh the house the kitchen looked was like filth. a fucking mess we you know we, we tore that kitchen up we just the put garbage they, yes we collected garbage for five days and it was all over the kitchen counters everywhere but that's not something that's like that. I mean, it's pretty common to well, see stuff I've like seen, that. I've seen some houses that have looked like that. Yeah, so we wanted like, to be real. Yeah. But you came in and you did a great job. So I, I really appreciate it. And you I ripped the head off the snake. Ripped the head off that snake. Ripped I, the head I off. really think that cast, um, you know, in the old days when there was a lot of money going around and you had bigger budgets for movies, in the old days, I would have assembled everybody a week beforehand and mm-hmm. we would have sat around a table like they do in Hollywood and we would have did a table read. And what happens at a table read is the characters really start to understand the relationship with other characters. We yes. have to do that now on set. A quick rehearsal and take after take after but take. But you were so like, I don't know. It was great working with you because you gave us, you, you made us feel like we, even when we didn't do a good job, because like it's common sense, you screw up along the ways. Like it made you feel, oh, that's okay. Let's try this again. Or it wasn't like, ah. And no, I'm so, a very calm person on set. Very calm. Like, surpri- I was surprised. Like, how calm? Because it just calms everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great vibe. And even though we repeated and repeated, and I kept missing the word the. Oh, for the crabs? <laughs> the crabs. Yeah, we, I, I had two references like, to crabs in yes. the movie. And that might show my age because girls don't really get the crabs anymore because they're all shaped bald. Yeah, most, but most of them. The, it's most not crabs. Of them, I love the bush personally. So, Ooh, you know. Bush man. I like the bush. Well, I'm old school, you know, back in the day. But, but you did say, you know, hey, this is written specifically all the words because it like it's met, it's well written. It's going to be. It says something. Let's stick to the script. Well, you know, I and I, I like that. Well, Quentin Tarantino. Not to compare myself at all to Quentin Tarantino. He's a genius. But he said that he was in an interview. Somebody asked him one time. They said, "Well, do you uh, do you let actors ad lib?" And he goes, "No." Well, what if you're shooting De Niro? Do you let Robert De Niro ad lib? No. They have to read it the way I write it. 
which is what you did. And that somewhat surprised me. Like, but it makes sense now after you hear all the dialogue, I was like, it made sense why you needed to say it. That, or like, well, people, you know, I usually say to people before when we're prepping in, you know, in emails or, or texts, I say, you don't have to know it exactly, but try to get it as close because I know nobody's going to know it exactly. We knew we did it exactly. But I think that by the end of the cast, day, huh? by the end of the day, well, by the end of the day, yeah. we did it exactly. And if you notice also, I knew that you guys were going to gel the characters. were going to come out of you guys. Yes. Uh, you were going to become that person. So if you notice, I didn't shoot the beginning of the movie first. No, you didn't. I shot, you know, halfway through the movie to yes. start. Interesting. You know, because it did. You started feeling the character. Yeah. What ha what happens then is when when you start feeling the character, then we go back later in the day and shoot the opening of the movie. The fact is, those characters will be spot on exactly ah. with, with personalities and textures and timbres and, and voices. It was there. And then when we get to the scenes we shot first, which might not might not be as good, the audience will think those are good because they already know they the already character. They already know them and they're already in So the now it's like that performance comes alive. Even if they would have started Ooh. with it, they wouldn't have come alive. So there's a science to this. There's like an aha moment. Well, there's, yeah, it's, it, this is, you know, screenwriting is very scientific and, and executing is people don't realize wow. it. Wow. There's a science to it. Well, now I get it because that makes total sense. So. And it takes a while to figure out. I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years. So, you know. Yeah. So this movie, when is when, when's it going to come out? Do we it's, know? It's not coming out because we lost the footage. <laughs> we, we, we lost the hard drive. Well, I no, have a hard no. um, We were there a lot, a lot, lot of hours, but um, it was, it was, it was like the camera guys and the audio. That if you guys don't know what these guys do, it was like crazy. I think people associate porn with a guy with a camera and two people on a couch it's fucking. Not, well, it is. For the most part. Not this. But not this stuff. I mean, this is no more, way. this looks exactly like how any Hollywood movie would be it shot. It was, I mean, you know? the equipment and just the guy with the arm that sat there. And like, yeah, he's, you don't want to fight him. His arm is probably really strong. Yeah, it's like he's, that. Uh, he's, uh, he's the sound man, the boom man, and he's holding it. And, uh, um, you know, all those things are very important. I mean, yeah. maybe people don't really realize it, but, you know, I'm very, very particular about where the microphone is even placed, you know. Yeah. And. He was a new sound man. I had never worked with him before. He was He's new to our great. Crew. Like, and, well, I thought know, he was great. It, yeah, it, you know, you, it, there. It's just, it's just interpretation because every director works differently. True. You know, we are all have our own style. I'm a little bit more uh, detail orientated than everybody else in the business. Well, know? so then I've been worked in then, right? You, you, it you, should you be got, easy you got from baptism there. Baptism by fire. Yeah, <laughs> baptism. By Okay, so do we know when it's coming out? Or yeah, I think expected? it'll 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 come out in the spring. Oh, nice spring! Because I have other movies that are queued up before it. Gotcha. You know? and, and then where will this be on? Or your goal is to go to, to Showtime, yeah, right? Yeah, that's always the goal, and and I'm sure it will. And where does your movies get originally released? Uh, Adam and Eve will release them on video on demand, and they still do DVDs. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I still like the DVD too, but I mean, although my DVD player no longer works, it died. Yeah, well, and another one at the thrift store for five bucks. Yeah, three bucks. But people think I think people think that being on a porn set uh, is all fun and glamour, and everybody's banging everybody and blowjobs. No, going. that didn't happen. Not, no, not, not when I was. Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. That was after hours. There's literally, uh, at least at least on my sets, there's literally not a a spare second to be able to do that. In the old days, the old days, I'm talking mm -hmm. about 10 years ago, that stuff was going on a lot. Where they're just fucking? It was great. I mean, oh, it was, yeah, it was, it was great. Because the budgets were so big and we had, uh, instead of shooting a movie in just a couple, two, three days, we mm -hmm. were shooting a movie in eight, nine, 10 days. Stop it. Yeah. 
and we were still busy. That's a lot of fucking. But there was a lot of uh, there was, it, and it was, you know, it, it was a little bit. It, it was looser. It was more fun. The industry was more fun. I think it's become such a corporate venture now, you know. And yes, the agents have come in and and they've instructed the girls on you know you know don't do this, don't do that. Even the parties that we throw, we're throwing a party and, and Halloween party, and even the uh, we've been doing it for twenty years. Even the parties aren't as filthy as they used to be. I mean, in the old days on the red carpet, uh-huh. there would be girls doing oral sex. And I mean, just, it was, Ooh, it was, it was like Caligula. Thing. It was great. If you yeah. like that kind of stuff, if you enjoy sexual expression or you like to watch uh-huh. it, the old days in porn were amazing. Now, I think the newer porn generation, like, uh, uh, like, like Athena, who you have interviewed, uh-huh. I think that they probably get together and have parties and do things like that. Yeah, I'm excluded from those because I'm a lot I'm, older, I'm old. so I'm not invited to that kind of stuff. You know, and, and so it sucks. You know, sucks <laughs> yeah. for, you know, when I first got into Jeez. business, girls would call me daddy, and I'd say, no, no, don't call me daddy. And now I say, if you really want to be accurate, it's granddaddy. <laughs> yeah. So if you really want to get, uh, get the yeah. right, yeah, I'm phone. mommy. I'm not grandma yet, but I, yep, you know, I'm but, waiting for that one. But to I have to say that you did a great job <laughs> on sets. I, I, I'm Thanks. really happy so far. You know, I have one more day of shooting. Uh, to finish that movie, and I'm really happy with how the cast came along because, uh, you know, it's it's difficult circumstances. It's long hours and and a lot of instruction. Oh, but, but it was just such a uh, experience. It was great. Did you expect three cameras? I didn't expect any of that, like oh, really? to the okay. level that it was at. So it was like um, a surreal moment mm-hmm. where you're just looking, going like. There's a few times I stopped and went, whoa. Like, look what they're doing. And really? we might be eating a piece of pizza, but they're adjusting. Everything. They never stop. No, we never stop. Never. Mm-mm. So that would be a moment for us to eat. And then they would all be resetting. And it was just. Well, that night we we didn't uh, get out of there till after four in the morning. Yeah, that's what I heard. You know, so wow. that was, it, that's tough to put the crew through. But I felt bad know. when I was like, I got to go. I was like, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what if we at least five and, like, o'clock? No, no, it's like really eight feel bad. or nine or ten no, or something. Yeah, and I was like, guys, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I get to go, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's it, well, you know, we but it was release people. I mean, but it was great. It was just, I'm so grateful for that experience. Now you did, uh, and I mentioned this when you were leaving. You did a, uh, she did a non-sex role, which yeah. is a separate category in in, in uh, like the AVN awards for best non-sex performance, and. Um, and uh, my actors have won it a number of times over the years. And, and and I think, you know, we'll see how this gets put together. Yeah. But what I witnessed on set, I think that you will get a nomination, Ooh. maybe a nomination that at the least. Wild. Because I'm not someone that's a go-getter like Athena is. Or like really a person that I think would be, that stands above all as far as sexually mm-hmm. to where I could ever be in that category. So, I mean, in any category, so the non-sex role is almost like, that's so cool. It was just me. Yeah. I mean, they, they've, they've, uh, uh, your friend James Bartley with me has won it. Misty Stone won it in 2020 and she was in the, she was in the hospital. She broke with her he, leg. Oh, I thought she broke her leg and she had a rod in her leg. So I wrote a character, uh, this this movie took place in the hospital. It was called Love Emergency, uh-huh. and she was a patient in the hospital. I wrote a role for her, and she was so funny um, that she, she won the AVN Award for Best Non Sex Performance. And she never moved. Go figure. She was in the bed the whole time. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, "Oh, cool! I don't. I'm going to be in a wheelchair because that was cool to me. Because then I'm like, you don't have to know your place. <laughs> yeah, you, well, just, just 
put you where you needed to be. I was chilling. Everybody else was in heels and I'm chilling. I was like this. So just <laughs> be ready. I'm just saying you might get a, get oh. a nomination. Oh boy, I'd be ready. You're getting me already excited. So, Ooh, well, so, so I didn't even touch it. <laughs> so, um, future wise, what do you see the future for Will Ryder? Your um, productions, your, your, where do you see it going? Well, I really can't talk about it right now. You know, okay. I got things going on, oh, you'd have but to it's not me. under the name Will Ryder. Okay. Because Will, so, you know, when you're in the porn business, you, you are tainted to a degree. You know, uh, no matter what anybody says, yeah. you're, you're you're tainted and, and it's like uh, a tattoo that doesn't get yeah, it's a scarlet off. letter and it's on it's on there. So you know you <laughs> have to kind forehead. of if, if you're doing other things, you need to be you know do very a clandestine approach and be quiet and change your name and all kinds of things. Well, like yeah, because like they'll steal it from you. Well, not they'll steal it from you; they'll blackball you. Oh. They won't let you in. We don't want to be blackballed. Try to become a nurse or a school oh, teacher. Oh, so I see what you're saying. So you're, uh, it's you're going through the back door. Well, let's not go there. No, but I mean, like this. Anal sex scenes cost more. Wait, I'm not talking about. Oh, you I'm said the back door. I thought you're like were... backdooring these people to where they don't know what's like. Well, they don't know it's you. You know, I mean, you can't walk into a, a let's say let's say if I wanted to go work for a corporation, I yeah. can't walk in and say, oh, I've been directing porn. For no, the you're years. sneaky. Your name, hello, I'm Sneaky Pete, yeah. and I am Sneaky Pete. Yeah, nice to meet you. And what I'm, have you been doing the last twenty years? Well, I've been a greeter I've, at Walmart. Yeah, I just haven't. You know, I've been greeting people. But I mean, it's a, it, it, you know, this is a fun and business. The, the problem is for guys like me um, that make big feature movies. Yeah, you can't do it. There's not a lot of demand for it anymore. I know. So, you know, people are on the, the websites. They're on OnlyFans. They're on, you know, the, the camming yeah. sites. And guys are jerking off now. And that, it's fine. You know, you have to accept in life evolution is a part of the process. That is true. Um, the great Jerry Weintraub, one of the biggest producers in Hollywood, he said in his biography, he said, don't get used to anything because every 10 years or so, somebody comes along yes. and resets the table. And it, it, and don't you notice it cycles through? Cycles through, resets, and you're, you know, like you can have a great business and you're left standing on what the fuck happened? Yeah. What happened to this business? Think about it. 10 years. What if you owned a travel agency 10 years ago? Yeah. Where are you working now? Um, probably not a travel Walmart agency. greeting. Okay. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, progress money, has changed, probably. progress has changed things. And and you can't always uh, 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 continue what you were doing. You have to pivot. You have to adjust. Yeah. And it's not that easy. I mean, the two careers I've had have been in the music business mm -hmm. and in the adult film business. Yeah. You would think they would be around forever, but you just have to curb with the, the time. Well, the like, music business is around forever. The record business is not. I know. The record business, for all intents and purposes, is gone as we once knew yes. it. Um, and I was a part of that back in the, in the day. What was your first record? Well, the, the, I was a what to call a hired gun keyboard player. Okay. So I was the guy that the record companies, the management companies would call. Let's say if they said, we got to do the Tonight Show yeah. next Tuesday. They would call me. To and pull the record? I, no, to, oh. to put the band together and actually play that live, looking like we're the band for you know, the, the okay. artist. But I mean, like as a child, like what was your first record? The first record that I bought? Yes. Purchased uh, on Beatles. Your... Oh, actually, I was going to say Beatles Revolver, but it was actually... Sha -na -na, I swear to God, that was the first <laughs> album I actually bought for like a dollar ninety nine, and then I got the Beatles Revolver, which was much cooler, you know. I had Thriller. Do you know that I live across the street from the Michael Jackson? Thriller I house? do. You do know? Yeah. How do you know that? Because I went on a tour. Oh shit! Well, there's this famous porn director on the corner. Is that, this X-rated? That showed it, and I was like. Is this, a, this is an X-rated broadcast. It was, it was pretty cool. Yes, but yes, yes the, that was literally my first record. 
Wow. Well, that wasn't my first record. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was your first concert? Uh, it, my my very first life. concert, um, I, I can tell you what it was because I remember, um, and I have a mental block right now. I'll think of it in a second. Mine was Hugh Lewis in the News. Well, I saw him a few years ago, right before the pandemic. It's the power of love. It is the power of yeah, love. Yeah, see? Uh, war. I think that was the first war. actually live concert I went to back in the in the early 70s. Hmm, war. I'm assuming it was a... In the 70s. Oh, you don't know who War is? No. They're still playing to this day. Gosh, I just have to hear. What are they saying? Cisco Kid oh, was a friend, friend of mine. Day. They're still playing to this day. Yeah, because you you're know. near Echo Park too, huh? Well, I was not near Echo Park back then. I was, <laughs> He's in, Mil- I was in Milwaukee. Yeah. So, you know, I was raised in Milwaukee. Are you a Wisconsin? Yeah, you know, uh, every Sunday I get up and I watch the Green Bay Packers on TV there, yeah. you know? Did you know oh, that? Yeah. They're, I was talking to Ms. Danny. She's she's currently in Wisconsin. Ms. That's Danny, right. I don't know who that is. Yes, she's got big, big, big. Okay. Like just yeah, she's hot though, blonde. And so Ms. Danny's in Wisconsin. She's like, I don't think anyone's here. Well, then when we I started talking, there's so many, like like Brittany Andrews. Yeah, she's from Milwaukee. Um, wait, there's more and more. There, there's quite a few. Like, and I was like, dang, there's so many. Like, who the heck is in Wisconsin? Well, we used to have Brett Favre there. You know, he yeah. could really throw the football. Wait, he was a Charger. No, no, you won't, you got to get your NFL. <laughs> Brett Favre was a Green Bay Packer. Then he went to the Jets, and then the Minnesota Vikings. Did. Oh gosh, I knew. Now I can't stop something. talking like this. You know? I mean, there's oh. no Chargers, anyways. Well, there's Chargers. They're just in LA. I thought they're Rams now. Well, there's two teams in LA: the Chargers and the Rams. Oh, what the fuck? But the only team that matters is That's the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. They're cheeseheads, right? Green Bay, baby. Cheeseheads. Yes, but I, I'm not a cheesehead. I, I hate that because that was originally an insult against Wisconsin people. Mm-hmm. A, D, a DJ team uh, used to make fun of people from uh, Milwaukee and call us cheeseheads in Green Bay. Oh, and that's a bad thing. A bad thing. It was an insult. Okay, and thing. then some idiots in Wisconsin did go, oh, we put the cheese on my head. And they put the cheese and it just took off. And now it's like a, a very love, loving Okay, thing. we'll talk about Laverne and Shirley instead. Ooh. Yeah, there we go. They're hot. They're like Laverne and Shirley. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like Shirley. I would have done Shirley, and uh, you Happy would have Days. Done Laverne if you had to. Do you know <laughs> that when I was a kid, that Happy Days, you know, was from Milwaukee, also both Laverne and Shirley. Yes. And when we were kids, we thought that they actually were in our city, and we used to ride our bicycles all over the place to looking look for, for Fonzie. Looking, I told I told Henry Winkler I, I met him, and I told him the story. He couldn't cared less to be honest with you he was like no i met you he me. thought it was so but i said cool. yeah when we were kids we used to ride our bike bikes looking for you and it's he was like so okay. classic he pretended like he cared but he didn't give a shit and then he gave me a picture and, and he i realized still, i still have it he's on his motorcycle as fonzie looking cool and he gave me this picture and he wrote on it i swear to god this is what he wrote will is cool because <laughs> he was looking for <laughs> I mean, you know, Will is cool. Wow, that's like a yearbook message. Yeah, it was it was fun. But thanks for being friends. But I mean, mean, it's it's been a it's been a it's been a wild ride. I've really enjoyed it. You know, I'm not sure what I like better, the music business or the the adult entertainment porn business. Well, just do both. Well, I did both, and and and, you know, I had a great time, and I'm not sure. You know, I think I think it was good that I did both things. Yeah. You know, so what a life. You know, how fun how fun is that? It was. it was, and you know, the thing about the music business fun. is the women are all around the music business. Uh huh. You know, they, they just like in the porn business, there's a lot of beautiful women. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and daddy, <laughs> daddy, see? granddaddy. No, no, you're not yet. Granddaddy. No, no, granddaddy. He's not, they, don't, they don't have granddaddies, they have gilfs, but they don't have 
Yeah, they know. What do they call him? What's a man? Daddy. Huh? A dilf. Dad, I'd like to fuck. So you would be a gilf. No, that's the grandma. But I don't think any, who wants to fuck me. Nobody wants to like fuck a me. Dilf? All gray and all this kind of shit. Oh, you know stop what I mean? it's it. Just, you know, stop the glory it. days are behind me. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate you talking with me today and our audience. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Phone Sex with Lily Show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch episodes you may have missed, go to Spotify, Anchor, or SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com. Simply type in Phone Sex with Lily Show. For the latest from Lily, you can follow her on Instagram at real underscore Lily Craven and on Twitter at Lily Craven XXX or message on Facebook at Lily.Craven40. Thanks again. Until next time.